What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. This is a thrice weekly podcast where Terence and I dissect the the most important news of the past week. Normally, with a touch of what, Terence? Normally, with a touch of humor, but I think uh, I think the events of the past week has got us a little bit more, you know, uh, somber and more circumspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, we were supposed to record a podcast yesterday on nineteenth uh, July, Monday, but. As we were deciding the topic, there was a uh, the breaking news of something horrible that was happening in Singapore, and we we just thought, okay, this is this is this is insane, um, and it's going to occupy the country's consciousness for the next few days, and and let's let's see what happens, like, And we were just hoping that it isn't as horrible as unfortunately it turned out, mm. And that is the the developing or ongoing case of the murder of the 13-year-old boy at River Valley High School. Mm. River but Valley School. By a 16-year-old by a 16-year-old schoolmate la. Yeah. Right. And I mean, yeah, like we just like uh, when when we decided to talk about this, there's definitely nothing funny about this. To me, mm. it was just talking it out and and I'm guessing, I don't know, like I think yesterday everyone or most people would be just trying to wrap their heads around something as fucking ridiculous as this never mm. it's like never happened in Singapore before I mean there's been like there's been slashings been murders, la, right? slashings yeah but not not to the but, point of death I think and not in not in yeah not in a school there have been murders mm. there have been slashings but not a murder in a school and mm. I mean part of why I, I wanted to do this episode was just to talk through it and hopefully if anyone is out there just trying to wrap your heads around it maybe hopefully this would be a little cathartic to a certain extent Mm-mm-mm. correct correct uh um, yeah la, I mean it has that yeah. uh we we are it was it would have been very tough for us to immediately talk about it because it's got that same stomach churning feeling like when you're watching a car like a car crash unfold before you or or you you see someone you know fall down and break their leg or something like that in front of you yeah yeah you just yeah well you, you just can't bring yourself to talk about it without like wincing. Yeah, and and the last time I had this feeling was I think um, a couple of months ago when there was news that someone was planning uh, an attack on a a church and a synagogue in Singapore, mm. and I know we did a podcast about that as well, and I had that same feeling like oh my god, what, how is this Singapore? How, but but that pales in comparison to to what happened yesterday, la. And maybe maybe if like, I'll just I'll just like uh, recap what mm. the hell happened yesterday. Yeah. Um. Um. I first caught wind of the news, I think around 2 plus, when mm-hmm. my girlfriend told me she saw someone post on Instagram about an article by Shin Min Daily. I mm-hmm. think they were the ones to break the to news. Break it, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was around 2 p.m. But what actually happened was at 11.40 a.m., the police received a call for assistance from River Valley High School, which is mm-hmm. located in Bunle. And upon arrival, they found a 13-year-old boy lying motionless with multiple wounds mm-hmm. and he was pronounced dead mm-hmm. on like at the scene. Mm. 12 p.m., police, including a crime scene investigation van and ambulance are seen. Around 1.30 p.m., teachers inform students to return to their classrooms regardless of what lessons they have after lunch. Mm. And then 2.20 p.m. was when the media started breaking the news. Um, And 3.30 p.m., I think 3.20 p.m., journalists start arriving. Parents are spotted near the back of the school. Mm. 3.30, students start to leave. Um... Around 4.30, Education Minister Chan Chun-seng posts on Facebook. Um, 5.19, 
The police mm. issued a statement saying that they have arrested a 16-year-old secondary four student for the alleged murder of another Sec One boy, yeah. and that they did not know each other. And an axe is seized for investigations. Mm. Then 5:23, MOE and River Valley High School put out a joint statement. 5:30, Minister Chan arrives at the school. 6 p.m., a few more parents show up at the school. 6:15, more students are released. Mm. 6:30, Mr. Chan addresses the media, and 7 p.m., Mr. Chan leaves the school, mm. and the police hearse leaves shortly after. Mm. So, I think by mid-afternoon, most of Singapore or most of the people online had already caught wind of it, lah. Yeah, I think there were a lot of uh, WhatsApp forwarded WhatsApp messages, screenshots of uh, messages between students and their parents. You know, students yeah. who who uh, you know pretty much told to stay in the classrooms and were not given the option to leave or anything like that, lah. Uh, mm. I mean, I, for their safety, they were told to stay in the classrooms. I suppose they wanted to make sure that there was no more threat to any other students before they allowed them to leave, lah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there were some obviously concerned parents who thought about bringing their kids home straight away, but they were not able to, lah. Right. But yeah, but but what was what was going through your mind throughout the the day? Because I know I spoke to you at about mm. three plus before we were thinking about recording a podcast, and yeah, yeah we both. Felt okay. This is something that we would. I mean, it just felt like it's going to grip the nation. But mm. what was your thought process uh, throughout uh, the whole few hours? Just, I mean, the, initially, I think everyone thought it was a knife. There was, uh, in fact, the articles and everything that were coming out were saying that uh, uh, someone used a knife to stab another student, lah. So, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, uh, I was just getting messages that, oh wow, this guy premeditated murder and everything like that. Then subsequently, you know, messages started coming that, uh, you know, a boy was witnessed holding a bloody axe uh, walking around. Uh, and yeah, so those, and, and looking kind of crazed and everything with blood covering him and all. So just those graphic images was like, wow, shit. It sort of uh, brought me back to the times when every time you hear of a school shooting in the US, uh, right? And, and yeah, Um, I mean, every one of them is a is a real tragedy. Even though there there have been so many that people have sort of become numb to the news, but some when you really hear the stories of how what what unfolds during these school shootings like in Columbine or or wherever, yeah. right? Like it's 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 a very scary period, line. And then, you know, in Singapore, you never imagine ever feeling like that because school is seems like the one of the safest places you could. <laughs> You could have your child there, lah, right? Um, I mean, yeah, they they can't yeah. go out, they can't get run over by a vehicle and stuff like that. So yeah, it's just kind of it's just really like shocking, lah. You know, you you wouldn't imagine this kind of thing. But but at the same time, because it's twenty twenty one and because of the crazy year and a half that we've had, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say I was dumb, but I was like, wow, this year just proves to be crazier and crazier, lah, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I think when I when when I first saw the Shinmin article, I was just thinking like, please tell me that's like doctored or some fake news or some mm. some shit. And I know you, um, yeah. I also saw the the WhatsApp conversations, and I was like, please tell me this is not not real. How mm. how can it be mm. Like I just I just found it so hard to believe. And and then yeah, like then I saw the Straight Times article, then the Today article. Yeah. And it just blew my mind uh, that holy shit, this is happening. Mm. And even then, I thought, okay, maybe the axe is a bit, you know, it just got exaggerated. But no, it's a fucking axe, mm. and it feels like everything that that we saw yesterday that I thought was fabricated or exaggerated 
is true lah. Mm. That um, there's still a lot of a lot of things, a lot of questions that are being asked. But wow, it was it was weird, man. That that whole feeling. Mm. And when I saw there's one picture on Facebook of a parent waiting outside the school, right? I think mm. that's when it fucking hit me lah. I'm like, holy shit! I'm not even a parent yet. Mm. Um, but I can't imagine, you know, in Singapore, like I think there was on Reddit. I saw some some father said that he got a message from his daughter saying that okay, there's a there's a guy walking around with an axe. Mm. We are in mm. the class and we don't know what's happening. And there was a video that he got sent of just some students running in the canteen, like, and then mm. he rushed down to the school. Yeah, like holy shit, man! I mean, for you also, like as a new parent, mm. um, what what the hell was going through your mind, uh, mm. on that the- front? Homeschooling, home-based learning for <laughs> home-based learning. No la, I mean the, yeah. you know, it's just uh, like I said lah. Like you, I think when you drop off a kid at school, you tr- you kind of have to intrinsically trust that they'll be safe lah, right? And that's why yeah, that's why you know the clamor for parents to send their kids to good schools so they'll be around good students and all that. But River Valley High is a good school lah. You know, it's academically one of the strongest schools already, right? Um. Mm. So I guess the other thing it really tells you also is is um yeah, you you need to I mean I don't know whether there was any bullying or anything things like that uh, involved in the you know in the motive or what in terms of uh but but from what I understand the sixteen and the thirteen year old the the alleged murderer and the victim they did not actually even know each other. So mm. it could have been some you know something at home, some mental health issue, COVID related, I don't know, something that triggered some kind of response uh, within, with the alleged murderer. So, uh, yeah, yeah like, you really need to keep a tight, tight lid and then you need to really watch, watch kids during this period. Like, as in, don't assume that, don't assume that just because they don't have the, um, the adult uh, responsibilities that, you know, like paying bills and all that, don't assume that they're not affected by COVID. Like. As I always mentioned, I feel like I feel actually I sympathize a lot with the young people who are going through this COVID period, um, because they've been basically been robbed of uh, like almost a year and a half, two years of of a proper of their proper youth, uh, you know, which is like mm. going out, interacting, going for camps, meeting people, you know, and and just having healthy relations, uh, building healthy relations that should should be lasting them through their adult life and all as well, uh, right? Um, yeah. But they've been deprived of two years of it. I mean, even. I mean, Okay, don't say KTV lah, but like even going clubbing or something like that. There's, I mean, I would imagine as as stupid as it sounds, it's also part of the whole process of growing up, right? You know, and understanding mm. how in social interaction works and all. So it's it's tough for them, It's tough for them. I think the time when we were meeting, uh, we met up with uh, Andy Chen, the actor who moved to Taiwan. Uh, he said yeah. like he said right like one of the moments that he really wanted to break down and cry was when he watched his child like finally able to run to a playground and, and play with other kids in the playground, right? Or something like that. Because mm. because I think COVID at that time in Taiwan was very well controlled. Yeah. yeah. So so he said like, mean? He, like, like in Singapore, he, his kids have been deprived of that, of that joy of just interaction and playing with others uh, yeah. for so long that, that you know, it, it just didn't feel natural already. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I think in Singapore, schools, schools have been have they been alternating between home-based learning and phys- uh, in-school learning for a I, long time? Or I believe, uh, I mean, mostly during through COVID, lah. Yeah, through COVID. Yeah, the mid circuit breaker definitely. But as of last year, I think they started going back to mm. school. But yep. 
I think when phase two heightened alert came in, there was some. I mean, basically, there's a lot of adapting, lah, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I think. I mean, in on one hand, I think it's it's like if if you look at the discussions online, wherever there are comments, wherever there's um, discussions on Reddit, on Facebook, I think there's a lot of talk of mental health, uh, mm. and I think that I really hope uh, that becomes more and more. Uh, discussed mm. because, yeah, like for a sixteen-year-old person, and I mean, right now mm. I don't know whether it's true or not, but I think one of the newspapers reported that apparently the sixteen-year-old person was in the bathroom wanting to hurt the first person who came in. That's very speculative, like I think mm-hmm. it's a it's a bit too speculative, yeah. but it just feels like holy shit! Like what what would have driven someone mm. in Singapore to do that, like mm-hmm. a sixteen-year-old boy? And I mean. I think like if you go on on um yeah like like what you said you know like we we we're, we're talking about all the business owners the hawker stores that have to close mm. up but students are also probably going through a fucked up time man yeah um yeah. and I think you know like you would imagine okay you know you, you always hear when it comes to mental health you expect the people around you to also play a part mm. and find out and and I think correct me if I'm wrong but for most parents right do you, you I assume like what you said you know you drop your kid off at school you Kind of entrust the teacher to take care of your kids, lah, right? Mm-hmm. But but now I feel also like teachers are even more stressed because you are dealing with the students who are already stressed. You are having to adapt between offline, online, home based, uh, in in person learning. Yeah, the whole system is stressed to the max, lah. Mm. And yeah, it, it just feels like that something has to change, lah. Because also this is the third murder in a week, no? Mm. Mm. Correct. Uh, July 16th, there was a murder of a 52-year-old man in Angmokyo. Mm. Um, July 16th, also, there was a murder of a man in Pongol. Yeah. And now this. Yeah. And since when have there been three murders in Singapore? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it's uh, in a definitely week. The, you can see the, you know, Singapore's the mental health and, and all is is being stretched it seems like right like and and like people doing very weird things are like like the there was a recent dude that was caught surfboarding at a war memorial in town and all that you know like like this yeah it's almost like it feels almost like like maybe when you cage up people for too long they just have to do something out of the ordinary just to feel normal again you know Mm. and yeah uh, it's a bit it's a bit like 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 i mean uh, it's just an analogy. It's just like last time when you know being in camp for five days a week. Then when you come out on the weekend, when you book out on the weekend, you just go crazy, like right? You drink yourself silly, mm. or or like for me, it was like eating trash food. Like just to me, it was like oh, you know, my I have to watch my diet every day, five days a week. So on the day six and day seven is fuck you to my own body, and like you know, just yeah. go out there and just eat whatever the hell I want, drink whatever I want. Um, and it's just it's just yeah, it just breeds very unhealthy kind of um, mental behaviors. Uh. But, but actually, one thing I wanted to to also mention uh, is like, uh, you know, we talk about schools uh, lacking the resources to to really look after the mental health of students, right? Because they're so stretched, yeah. you know, right? Um, I mean, I really hope that has changed. Uh, because actually, I was uh, like, uh, when I was in, when I was 16 or 17 in JC as well, uh, I mean, I, there, there was quite, I was involved, or at least one of the students involved in quite a, traumatic uh school accident accident like, that happened during a, an ECA outing. Um mm. basically there were a couple of uh 
students my year who drowned in a rafting accident la, at Pulau Ubin uh, mm. in uh, yeah, in the late is it late 90s? Yeah, late 90s. And they were uh, part of your CCA. Yeah, 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 I was there. I was at the camp itself and I was just uh, I was in the other group that 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 uh from from this from this couple of uh girls uh, and um mm. I mean my I I mean I I wasn't directly involved so I definitely wasn't I didn't come away the most like traumatized from the incident uh, but I was you know in close proximity to a lot of people who were traumatized by the incident and uh one of the things I remember very distinctly was that I felt that the counseling sessions were almost like a uh second trauma if I could, if I if I could put it that way because I, I don't know but back then the, there seemed to be some uh, I don't know whether it was how they were trained or what but the counsellors were making us like regurgitate everything that we had seen uh, you know uh, seen during the during the whole accident and all that and then obviously some people saw nothing like me and then there were mm. some who saw some pretty horrific things uh, and they had to recount all this in front of everybody to the larger group of people which um yeah, like it was like for for me it was it was quite chilling to hear, but for some it was I think it was a second trauma, like you know during counseling they would like break out screaming and stuff like that lah, you know. Um, so part of me, part of me after going through the experience, which is why I also decided to also study a bit of psychology in school. I think subconsciously, uh, I couldn't believe that ah, why 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 is so called counseling so so feel so fucked up and I feel even worse after going through counseling lah, you know. And that, that's part of what motivated me to to study the human the human mind a bit more, lah. You know, in oh, psychology. Shit, really, yeah. yeah, yeah, really, really. So, but but it was just um, yeah, like you say, lah. I, I felt like there was a lack, probably a lack of like really trained professionals who knew how to deal with incidences like this. I mean, we're talking about PTSD, and and and, and literally seeing people die in front of you and stuff like that, lah. Right? It's it's mm. very very serious. Very can be very scarring. So. Um. Yeah, I just didn't feel like there was anyone who uh, who was trained or adequate could adequately deal with it, lor. And and then, uh, yeah, la, I mean, thankfully, the the people who went through it. I don't. I mean, I hope there isn't any more further trauma after that, lah. But the counseling itself was probably the most more traumatic thing of of the whole the whole the whole thing for me, lah. Oh shit! Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so Damn. it's like um, I, I mean I don't know how they're gonna do it when it's such a it's a much it's it hap- literally happened in your school right like what happens to that toilet should they s- seal it up forever and and not let anyone go in and all you know it's yeah. just it's just and one I of mean, those things uh. I think I saw some WhatsApp convo from a student that and I and I don't know whether it's it's real or fabricated again but literally it was from a message from the student that was in the classroom next to the toilet and mm. they said there's a guy walking outside the classroom with a big axe mm. and he's a student and we don't know what's going on mm. and I mean like I mean even like 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 what you said I mean I I, I remember you telling me about the the incident but I didn't mm. know it impacted even your choice of of degree or things to pursue like. mm, mm. because I, I think last time what there was just one was it a counsellor within the school or was it an external counsellor or something I think it was a, a teacher slash counsellor I think like the, if I'm not wrong why because I, I I think I even tried to ask a little bit into it like what, what, what is the process so I think like one or two teachers per school or something like that are assigned to go for counselling courses or something and they, mm. they they're supposed to learn how to deal with it properly, lah. But but 
you know, the ratio of students, like, I don't know, it's like 30, 40 students to what one or two counselors only. That, that doesn't mm. really help, lah, right? Whereas from what I generally broadly know about, you know, uh, you know, treating a lot of uh, PTSD and stuff like that is that you do require a lot more one-on-one attention and or more, at least more smaller groups, lah, right? You know, so, so it doesn't feel so... Like uh, you, you don't go through that trauma again, like, of of experiencing the whole thing as a group, uh. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there was there was someone on our subreddit, uh, Great Environment Three Eight One. Um, there was a sub a thread started on our subreddit about this whole issue about the slew of murders, uh. mm. And this person just talked, uh, ref, uh, in, shared a link to the former nomi- non, uh, nominated. Uh, member of parliament Antheas on parliament speech last year about mental health mm. and it's a medium article and it's actually very very good because she's a champion for mental health mm. um, and mental health ad- ad- advocacy and she was just pointing out how it needs to be a pillar of of the government's focus la. and she did yeah. say something about the, the quality of mental health in Singapore so not because the professionals involved are not Good is because mm. they are so overly strained Stretched. by the, by the demand lah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and she she had some interesting stats. Basically, apparently, like Singapore spends only about three percent of our healthcare operating expenditure on mental health. Mm. Um, compared, which is much lower compared to other developed countries like New Zealand, mm. Scotland, Iceland, Finland, Canada, Norway, and uh, I think she also quoted one doctor saying that until it becomes a national focus is never going to go down and the stats for for mental health um uh struggles has increased from 10% in 1998 to 12% in 2010 to 13.9% in 2018 and she compared it with the stats of diabetes which was 8.6% in 1992 11.3% in 2010 which was a peak and then it's decreased since then like, because there was all this talk of war on diabetes like, you know mm. so i think it's a, it's a very well thought out speech very interesting read a lot of things that i never realized before and i think it yeah it's it's just a good read for anyone who wants to get a feel of why mental health is so important and why mental health needs to be a focus for singapore like, because mm. i will totally admit that up till a few years ago, I always used to see, tell myself also, you know, if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling sad, you know, just suck it up, you know, pull mm. your socks up, mm. continue working. But but I think beyond a certain point, everybody needs to accept that this is no longer one of those, this, it never was one of these things and it and it, it, it needs to be treated with with um, all the respect that it reserves. Uh, Wait, what, deserves. What, what was never one of these things? What do you mean? Um, I mean, it was never one of those things that you can just run off and mm. walk it off by just, you know, putting your head down and working yeah. hard at it. I mean, it works, for some, to be, but it works for some people. Like, it does work for some people, like, right? Like, I mean, I mean, maybe yourself and all also. Like, like going for I, a I, run and all really helps to clear your mind and all that, like, right? I guess I guess that's true. Maybe maybe I, I mean I'm also thankful that maybe I haven't experienced the worst of it. Mm. Um, but I think like it's like any kind of um exercise, right? Some mm. exercises work for some people, some don't. But I think for the longest time, the general culture is that yeah, if you're sad, it's it's your problem. Mm. If you're feeling like this, it's your problem. And I think that needs to change, la. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But and, and and I think we were just talking about this with some people yesterday, la, Just trying to explain the appeal of the podcast and all that. Uh, and part of it is because, yeah, like, I think for a decade or, or so, you know, maybe around 2007, 2008, when Facebook really started to take over the world, right? 
for slightly yeah. over a decade and a half or near, nearing there, we've sort of uh, pushed aside having like real conversations, uh, whether it's over the phone or meeting people face-to-face or that, in, in favor of the next new shiny social media or messenger or whatever, lah, right? So, so mm-hmm. you know, it was Facebook Messenger. Then it was like, oh, then there was this Instagram and people are only going to communicate through pictures. Then after, oh, it's only through video. And then after this cloud. And then, and then, then so, so when someone asked me, why why are people going back to podcasts and all that? Then I say, it's because it fills this gap that, that we all need to have. Like this gap of just, you know, having more intimate conversations with another person. Just just getting the mind of another person, understanding you know, what it means to empathize with someone or vice versa. And, yeah. and just listening to how other people think and do they share the same thoughts as you or do they think differently from you? And and maybe just the general acceptance that people have think can think differently from you about the same topic that you think should be, you know, there's only one answer or what, right? And that yeah. helps you just square off everything in the world, gives you a different perspective and all that. But we've been neglecting a lot of these kind of conversations for the past 10 years. That's why, you know, authentic, just sit down and conversation, that format is starting to get very popular again. Because I think people, they realize they've missed that for the last 10 years of their lives. And maybe even people who are born during the era of social media, they don't even know that that was a, that's, that's a thing yeah. that you can go to that to feel better, right? Exactly. It's almost like a release valve. Because yeah. like I was just I was just talking to my girlfriend about this yesterday. Like I mean, um she's also a few years younger than me. Then I was thinking when I was sixteen and seventeen in secondary school and all right, what what were the the biggest stressors? Uh okay, like I there was sports, there was studies, but it felt very contained, mm. which Sometimes I look back, I was like, oh, you know, I was living in my own world. I didn't care about the world politics and all. But on hindsight, it was somewhat a blessing because mm. I could figure out the issues of with myself and with my friends to solve first before thinking about the world. And mm. even like, like like what you said, right? You know, like after training or after school, you go to a, uh, you have dinner. The phones back then were just text. So mm. there's almost nothing much to do apart from just talk talk with your friends. Yeah. Like, yeah, correct. But I, I, I can imagine like when social media came in at school, like why the fuck would you need to go for that sort of stuff if you can just like, I don't know, tap out and go back, watch a show or yeah. why would you ask your friends to join you for a meal when you can watch a show on your phone mm. and, and all that. And and I think, yeah, like the, the just the ability to talk it, talk shit out, no matter mm. how incoherent, how nonsensical it is, it is a thing. Mm, mm, mm. It is a thing. And yeah, it, it's like, Sometimes yeah, it's I, even I, I even even the act of not talking through something, but just being around someone else and doing other things. Yeah, that helps also, right? Like like you are yeah, so angry with fuck, let's man. say you're very angry with somebody or what. Then you meet up like someone for lunch and then they're like, ah, don't talk about it already, lah. Then you just end up like walking around doing other shit. Then it also makes you feel better because you're not thinking about it also, lah, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly and and I think that whole thing is has already been missing because yeah. of social media and now with COVID and mm. and social distancing and all that and it's like oh my god people yeah. are are freaking out and I mean like fucking even the, the the one thing that I think everybody must give kudos to is it feels like the way the school the police even Chan Chun Singh himself handled it all very well mm, mm, um, I think the 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 seems like the conscious suppression of of info of pictures and all um it were, was good mm. um 
I, I but I also saw some some rumblings about how journalists and all were taking photos of the students as they were coming out. Mm. That one is like if it's true, then fuck them. Mm. But I think for the school, the it seems like the teachers, you know, got the students in in the classrooms and all, and it feels like for such a foreign event mm. to happen in Singapore. Thank God nothing else happened. You know, it was just that one incident and everything yeah. felt like it was under control. Yeah. And for Chan Chun Singh to go down and like be be immediately uh, even a Facebook post, I think that was that was great. Like it just felt like okay, it's under control. Mm. And like that person has been arrested. Can you imagine in the US where the shooter is at large or something? Holy yeah. shit, man. Yeah, oh, yeah that, that, that's the that's the horrific thing, right? Because you're not I mean, he took a life or he took lives or what, but then after, you got to choose whether to kill him also. I mean, more likely not, you have to kill him, right? And and like yeah. someone said, you know, last night, it wasn't just one family whose lives are destroyed forever. It's it's two families, right? Uh, yeah. And the other family is going to be, I mean, we, we assume that they're going to be uh, in denial, probably also like trying to understand why why their kid would do something like that and all that. Uh, I mean, so it's, yeah, it's like very, very tough for both families for sure and and at some point their identities are going to be maybe not made public but it's going to spread and these families will be known as the families of the deceased and the, the person who caused the death and oh my god man holy shit mm. I think it's it just fuck even talking about it I'm like what, how how to wrap our heads around this man and yeah. I mean I know they said in the news that the 16 year old person is going to be charged with murder today mm. and from what I could find online I think in Singapore you where there is capital punishment if you're mm. below 18 you cannot receive capital punishment but for murder you can get the life sentence yeah. which is a minimum of 20 years before there's parole or any discussion of early release yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how accurate that is but I believe that it's probably the truth uh, that you can't get a death sentence if you're 16. Mm, mm, correct. But, wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Tough time, tough God time. God damn. So, tough I mean, yalla, it's, uh, uh, yalla, even if it's just sending a message or something, do do check up on, on you know, your friends or loved ones that you haven't yeah. seen in a, in a while or what. Because sometimes it, it just takes a message or a call or what to make someone feel a little bit, little bit better lah. Yeah, and I mean, we will be putting down the links to like uh, helplines that that are being being uh, shared online with mm. to national care hotlines, Samaritans of Singapore twenty four hour hotline, and yeah, if 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 you are feeling anything or if you know someone who's feeling anything, just yeah, just just reach out. And I and I saw something yesterday that on Reddit, which wow, even thinking about it, uh, I think this is you know to all parents uh, out there when you're tucking in your kid tonight. Just be thankful that they are there. Mm. And I read it. I was like, "Oh my god, yeah, that's fucking insane, lah! It's it's insane, lah." Yeah, mm. but uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. But I, mean, I guess we we usually do a transition to a goofier topic, but uh, I think this one we can't really do any transition. Yeah, so we're just gonna jump into yeah. the, the slightly. Oh, I mean, like I, more it's, it's a lighthearted, like but it's it's still. It's still uh interesting news lah. And what is it? Yeah. Um it's it's uh the news yesterday that Singapore's secretive intelligence agency uh yeah. they have launched a website to recruit talent from the private sector. Yeah. And I mean it was goofy because uh I mean hopefully like you guys are uh still listening because we know that was a very heavy topic, mm. but we also 
just want to okay like we we, we that's still a developing story but mm. but yeah hopefully this one just I don't know lifts the spirits up a bit to know that there's still funny stuff happening in the world mm. um, and this one why we saw it as goofy is because the image of you know intelligence agencies spies secret service has always felt has this mysterious feel right mm, mm, like mm. you don't know what's going on within it and then now they got a website yeah. to recruit <laughs> And then they had a press release with it accompanying the whole thing as well, right? Oh, there's a press release. Uh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's a, uh, I mean, Mindef and everything like yeah. And and I mean the the whole the whole goal of this or the reason is because um the senior one senior director said that the present crop of talent is not enough and a lack of fresh perspectives could lead to groupthink. In terms of remuneration, the division will try to match the candidates' previous salaries. Mm. So basically, from from reading it, this they're saying that, yeah, the threats going forward are, are going to be a lot different from what we have yeah. been exposed to from, from the start, and getting yeah. some private sector expertise might be helpful. Yeah. So, so that's why, I, I mean, I just found this funny. Firstly, because, again, it's MINDEF, it's SAF, right? You know? Mm. Uh, you know, and then they have uh, you know, you know, they always say, yeah, uh, military intelligence is the biggest oxymoron, lah, right? <laughs> to the pump. <laughs> I love that joke, but I do it, yeah, lah. It's, it's one of Singapore's most secretive intelligence agencies has launched a public drive to recruit more mid-career professionals, such as economists, lawyers, and bankers. I'm thinking, like, if you were pretty, if you were any good at your job, right? Yeah, would you really need to put it on a website like that, lah? You know, maybe you could just like post on LinkedIn or reach out to someone on LinkedIn, and and yeah, and, and the the pay and everything was good. I don't think you you need to open up until like that, lah. Right? If you're meant to be a secretive agency, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, even the people they were quoted in the article, they're not using their real names yeah. because they can't they can't reveal their real names. Yeah. So it's for Sophie, not her real name. <laughs> Oh, Michael, not his real name. Yeah. And then they say, in a media <laughs> interview arranged by Mindef, a senior director of division, Michael, not his real name. They were like, well, yeah. they, they conducted this interview with a silhouette or something, uh, you know, like, or they yeah. blur out the face like a, a porn video or something like that, is it? <laughs> yeah. Then in the future, maybe someone gets hired, then they interview, then they'll be like, yeah, you know, John, my boss, not his real name, yeah. uh, you know, introduced me to my teammate, uh, Michael, Jane, and Sally, all not their real names. Yeah. And we had a great discussion with our, with our CEO, uh, Hector, not his real name. Yeah. Then it just feels <laughs> like, is, isn't that the Woody Allen quote that uh, I would never want to be a member of a club that would accept me or something? I would never want to be a member of a club that would have me as a member. They would have me as a member. Yeah, I yeah. don't know why that came to mind because it feels like um, if you're gonna, if you're so secretive and you're gonna mm. have to publicly recruit, chances are the people who come in are they gonna share the same ethos of being secretive? Mm. Mm. Because it feels like the people who have been hired or who have applied to SID were either were either seeked out or seeked SID out lah. Yeah. And this one yeah. is like. Wow, fuck, can you imagine people saying, yeah, you know, I'm applying for Facebook, yeah. Google, and uh, SID. Yeah. What's your scope of work? Oh, I can't say. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, the I get where the intention is coming from. It's just that, you know, it's just not very cool, right? You know, I think, you know, we watch James Bond movie, how they recruit James Bond, or how they recruit, or how they, how they call him in to give him a new set of weapons and stuff like that. Then I'm thinking, well, imagine that they just set up a website and then ask ask you to come and sign up to be 007. That kind of thing, right? 
Yeah, that's right. No, okay, not, so not funny, cool. funny that you mentioned that because uh, the reason why I thought this would be interesting to talk about because it's easy to just be, ah, yeah, Singapore SID, come on lah, you know, this is mm. not how other people will do it. But, but, even um, earlier this week, mm. the ASIO, which is the Australian Security and Insta- Intelligence Organization, mm. is recruiting via Instagram. Ah, uh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, and then a few months before that, yeah. Um, MI6 bosses, they want to hire, they, they'd had a recruitment drive, uh, including magazine ads, mm. to to recruit for part-time James Bond style spies. <laughs> <laughs> so then, then I was thinking like, wait, 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 is this like a global movement for all intelligence agencies? Like now the countries are basically saying, okay, you know what? It's not a secret anymore. We have intelligence organizations. Uh, fuck you all. Okay, yeah. everybody has intelligence organizations. Yeah, and is yeah, we're coming out of the shadows because everybody knows it, yeah. and we just want to recruit the best talent, lah. Yeah, and it's quite funny. Even you go to the website. I mean, there's like it looks like any other corporate website, inshallah, But the the cover image on the website step into the world of intelligence. Then it's just two silhouettes of two faces, lah. So. You know they, <laughs> they they can't even use the crop, the uh, you know the, the I mean not crop, I mean the stock images of like people in the office shaking hands and all that. They have to use the <laughs> silhouette only uh, because it's so secretive that way. They can't even cannot even put a face to anybody who appears on the website la. So uh, interesting la. It's damn funny la. I mean um, but but okay we're not we're not. I, I think wanted to clarify we're we're not shitting on on SAF or this SID la. I think the work they do in counterterrorism. Probably has probably stopped a lot of terrorist attacks in Singapore and stuff like that, lah. I think we're just mm. just very amused by this recruitment it, drive, Yeah, la. amused, lah. This amused, recruitment amused. drive is very amusing, uh, Cause, yeah, la, The new James Bond movie is about to come out. I'm prepared to be blown away and like, wow, spy world and, <laughs> and intelligence and all. Then, so then and then Def re- announces a new website. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> different, la, You know, it's just. Uh, this is a Singapore way of doing things. But uh, I mean, I, I did poke around a little bit with like friends and all. They say the pay is going to be very good in this in this division. But uh, yeah. unfortunately, I would have to give up this podcast if I wanted to join this intelligence division. So for the sake of the podcast, I have sacrificed my, 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 you know, my possibility of stepping to the world of intelligence. Oh, I submitted my application already, bro. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, yeah. I cannot imagine. Yeah. I mean, I, I cannot. Imagine. I think the good thing is that you never have to talk about work with your family, lah. Yes, yes. You know, they yes, ask you yes. housework. You're like, you know what? Sensitive. I would love to tell you about how awesome it's going, but I can't. I and can't. I, don't talk to me about work. Yeah, yeah. Don't talk to me about work. <laughs> uh, don't but, talk to me about work. I'm sure they are quite professional. Yeah, but, I mean, I I know I know like uh, people who sort of like doing the equivalent work, but for but for say the police and all, lah. Like intelligence for the yeah. for the police, and I, I think uh, yeah. from what I understand, it, it's very interesting because you sort of straddle a line between being a you're not a cop lah, basically you're not a police officer with the right to arrest people, but yeah. you are doing res- you're doing a lot of inco- important research and you are uh, pulling up a lot of inf- information that leads to subsequently to major arrests or, or things like that lah that that. They are important. Yeah, and and I think I have read or, or spoken to to some people who work in intelligence at one of the big tech companies, and mm. I was surprised by how closely they work with other intelligence officers within the region. Mm-hmm. You know, it almost feels like um, 
I would have thought, okay, intelligence officers within each country work in total isolation because you don't want to share info. Yeah. But, but I guess it makes sense that if there's a terrorist threat in the region, mm. it makes sense for all countries to share intel because mm. these sort of, of, of syndicates often work across ge- geographical boundaries and Correct, all. Right, yeah. So, so maybe it is just another another industry. Maybe they'll start recruiting on on at universities. Yeah, you know, like yeah. give out like free drink coupons or something like that. Yeah, I don't know how people recruit these days, like. Yeah. But you know what? what what's but, another thing that, that made me excited about this? You know, is that what? I feel that you and I, our podcast Yalabat and all the community of Yalabatas we have, is uh, we are all like perfectly suited for this job, because SID really? SID hopes that the new recruits can challenge existing norms and play the huh. devil's advocate as threats such as cyber attacks and climate change continually evolve. So when I read that, I was like, I would fucking love to sit in a room and tell a general, you're wrong. You know, like yeah. some people yala, general, yala, but, yala, but yeah. everything yala, you think is wrong. But. You know, <laughs> or some MINDEF scholar freshly minted from Oxford or Cambridge no, University. There, there yeah. is... There is some credibility that we have that not many people can claim that we have worked with counter-violent extremist um, organizations. We have you met know, we and have spoken to ex- former extremists, like, right? Uh, yeah, we have met and spoken to for exactly former yeah. ISIS fighters. Yeah. We have, yeah. and 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 holy shit, uh, maybe 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 the SID. If you all are listening, uh, you know, let's let's have a chat, man. Yeah, we could do an anonymous podcast, uh, You know. Yeah, it was podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but change our voices change a bit. Voices. I just change the yeah. pitch a bit. Welcome to Yala, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> the name Harish, robotic voices. Name. Yeah, but it's just funny, la. I think I would love to understand the thought process behind putting a website out like that. Maybe, maybe that's the idea of challenging being devil's advocate, la. Like you would think yeah. that uh, intelligence agency is very secretive and all that, but boom, someone walks in and says, "No, general, you're wrong." Like now we have to be play social media and be out there and everything. And then and then he was suggesting probably TikTok, like they need to do TikTok dances. Then the general's <laughs> like, no, 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 let's pull back, let's scale back. I agree with you, but let's scale it back a little bit. Then they, they compromise and set up a website. La. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That was the thought process. La. Yeah, or maybe there's something, because for all the intelligence agencies to start doing this, feels like, hmm, Maybe maybe there's it's not as simple as like just one country deciding, okay, we need to go online. Mm. Maybe maybe it's one of those things that you know, like when when uh, Clubhouse came and then yeah. Facebook started doing these audio only rooms, then Twitter got audio only rooms, then yeah. SoundCloud got audio only rooms. Yeah. Maybe Singapore was looking at MI6 and the ASIO and they're like, oh shit, they're starting this. You know what? Yeah, they might take our talent. Especially recently, there was a Singaporean guy who was spying for China, right? Correct, correct. Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah. Right, they were like, you That's know what, Singapore, we got talent, we got spy talent, man. Why are we having this brain drain going to other countries? Exactly. Let's capture them ourselves. Yeah, and then they, I don't know whether they, they were, our Singaporean spies are as good looking as James Bond or, or what, you know. Hey, you never Charlie know, Saint bro. Uh, but yeah, know. Maybe, maybe it comes with, uh, you join this division, they give you a Uniqlo voucher to go and buy some new clothes or so. <laughs> capital capital land, capital land voucher you can either buy cotton on or Uniqlo that's our SID For our SID officers SID uh, sponsored by <laughs> brought to you by yeah. but next time we got the report on like terrorist attack all sponsored yeah the <laughs> fashion wardrobe fashion sponsor is Uniqlo yeah but, but quite interesting like, I mean they say that they also try to hire uh, people in finance so they can understand you know financial systems 
lawyers, obviously, because, you know, legal boundaries, blah, blah. And uh, economists yeah. and all, you know, so they make sense of economic numbers that have political implications. So, yeah, it sounds like they're opening up the thing a bit. I don't know. What, what do you think the main criteria is for recruiting? Uh? Besides for being re- intelligent, obviously. I mean, I think just like a deaf... Loyalty to country, leadership, discipline. <laughs> Do you think they have to say oh, that? Oh yeah, because only Singaporeans can apply. Uh. Only Singaporeans oh, yeah, of can course, apply. Definitely, yeah. yeah unless unless you aspire for, unless you're overseas spy or what, like, yeah. I mean, I guess there is a certain element of like working on shit that really matters, lah. Like, mm, you know, mm. like uh, I think Michael, uh, not his real name, <laughs> uh, said in an article that that one of his most fulfilling time, uh, uh, tasks was when there was a threat of Jemaiah Islamia yeah. in Singapore yeah. and having to work with the leaders leadership of Singapore to nullify that threat. Like, which, mm. I mean, in some way, it is a fucking meaningful thing. Like, and it's almost like the unsung hero where you don't have to worry about the limelight answering the press. You just work in the background like, and you keep Singapore safe. Like, maybe people mm. who want to have an impact, want to do cool shit, want to... If you're because you're see they're talking about mid-career switches, right? Maybe if mm. you're working in banking and you're consulting and you're fucking disillusioned about what the fuck are you doing with your life. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the people that they want, lah. Correct, correct, correct. But but it might also mean that they but they are they the best at their jobs, you know? That's the thing, alright. Are they the best at what jobs? You mean their yeah, previous they, jobs or yeah, the previous jobs and all, lah, right? Because if you're a good uh, lawyer or a good banker or whatever. By now, you you know, mid-career, you should have sort of like, okay, understood where your role is and all that, right? You shouldn't be so upset. Yeah, not really. I think no I think a lot of people still got midlife crisis, eh? <laughs> so go and be yeah, a spy man. rather than oh, go and buy a Porsche. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in some way, who knows, man? That's the new, that's the new Porsche. Mm, like people correct, used correct. to buy Harley Davidson, now you become a fucking spy. Yeah. And not to say you go into SID, you automatically become a spy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing the work is not as sexy as as the movies make it out to be all the time. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think there's I think there's a lot of uh, desk desk bound work, la, research and d- data, statistics and all that. And and writing yeah. briefs and white papers and all these kind of things. La. So yeah. it's a, it's a it's a research job, la, basically, more or less. You want to bring it down to what it is. Yeah, I don't think you'll be the guy yeah. holding the 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 AK forty seven, you know, and then being airdropped being airdropped via Halo jump into into enemy territory to do anything lah. That's that's not really your your call. That's not really your job scope lah. But but the yeah, you, I mean it's like being Q lah. You're not being James Bond. You're being Q, like from the movie yeah, Q, the la, James Q. Bond series lah. The you're being Q lah, basically. Yeah, Q exactly Q. Interesting lah. Interesting. Yeah. So if, if cool, this podcast, the, if this podcast suddenly disappears from the air, you know what happened lah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We've been co-opted into this what, what, security and, we, and intelligence agency. If we announce a leave of absence, you know, or we do a, a podcast where, guys, you know, we need some time to ourselves. Mm. Fuck it, man. You know where we're going. Yeah. Correct, correct. Cool, man. Oh, cool. All right. So all right, next, to, right, on to cool. our next thing, uh, which is our, our, our one show comment, comment of the week. Um, I know. Why, why don't you go first? Because I know, I know you... You definitely have something. Uh. Yeah, yeah, no, because uh, I think it's a... Uh, I just want to uh, go back to... Uh, I think was it the last podcast that we did? We talked about this? Yeah, the KTV cluster. Yeah, the KTV cluster. 183. Yeah. So, there's been an explosion of comments and uh, hmm. they've all been very interesting. But a lot of them 
uh, a lot of them are not focused on the KTV cluster per se. Uh, Correct. Which is actually partially my point also. La. A lot of them are focusing yeah. on the fact that I talk about, about what I say about Chinese privilege. La. You know, um, yeah. I can, I mean, there's a lot of comments that, that talk about the act of not wanting to talk about Chinese privilege or, or, or disputing about the, the name Chinese privilege is the act of privilege itself, la, which is which is my big problem with, with the term Chinese privilege. La. And um, mm. so there's a lot of, uh, you know, interesting comments people brought up. I, I, I thank everyone for the different perspectives. But I do want to call out uh, accidental jurist, la, you know, who I know is a long-time listener and also comments very eloquently on a lot of podcasts because this one I felt like um, not, not so much that because he or she was taking my side on things, but he or she, uh, exactly, I'll just refer to, it, to this person as accidental jurist, understood mm. where I was coming from. La. And even mm. though accidental jurist points out that uh, that that he or she disagrees with me about you know using the term the usage of the term Chinese privilege, but they but I've been consistent with what I want to say about it that you that it, it can't be faulted in the way that a lot of people are trying to fault me in this conversation uh, you know saying mm. about um like I like whether it's calling out the the race and the or the nationality of the KTV hostesses or patrons. I felt that neither of those actions were particularly are particularly helpful to the conversation. It doesn't help us mm. deal with COVID better. Um, and I think as Senator Juris uh, the points out like, that I'm what you know, like for for example, you said you are suggesting that Terrence did not apply the same standards of moving away from race to the KTV hostesses. Then a, I don't think you're being fair. Or B, at the very least, can you or anyone who agrees with this commenter provide a timestamp or direct quote from the episode to explain which remarks he made specifically that caused you to respond that, that way? La. And mm. so I I, I I think it's good because Accident Jurist is basically pointing out that a lot of people are doing exactly the thing that makes me so worried about looking at everything through a lens of race. La. Is that you're, mm. you're so honed in on, on just the racial part of things that you miss the bigger picture of what someone is trying to say or or you you don't you just don't even want to solve the bigger problem at hand which like for example now is the problem of KTV the KTV thing and and I think what I was trying to argue the last time was that there is an institutional issue involved like it's not just about personal responsibility as well like. and and my hope mm. was also not to not to blame uh you know people who are trying to to make a living or or, or what because there's always I mean, everyone's gonna be trying to make a living during this COVID period, and you can't you can't fault them. But then there are certain things institutionally that I think there were lapses where there could have been it could have been better covered, lah. And but then mm. it, everything I've been saying has just become like, oh, how can you not think about Chinese privilege? And and that's my point. You see, is that that every time you just look through the lens of race, there's always something to nitpick at. There's always something some imbalance of power, so to speak. That you just really miss the forest for the trees, uh. and and um, so external jurist, I think, literally goes goes on a tear through the, through this whole comment thread, and 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 does, uh, you know, does does make very good points, uh. even and even putting more eloquently than I can about what makes me uncomfortable about it, uh, You know, um, mm-hmm. and 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 like for me is is, uh, I I think. He uh, external jurist even brings up certain things that makes me think a bit more about what I think about Chinese privilege and and helps me crystallize maybe into clearer terms what exactly makes me uncomfortable. And he he or she raises a good point that 
you it's not just about majoritarian privilege because you can be a majority, say in South Africa and all that, but not enjoy a so-called privilege, like, right? Like you can mm. be the majority, but the minority was the one that was suppressing you and all these kind of things, like, right? So yeah, yeah. To to just paint it as majoritarian privilege also probably undersells what the whole thing is, like. So I, I just want to clarify once and for all, right? My big problem with Chinese privilege is that you're just using the term Chinese privilege. Uh. I do not deny mm. that there are. Uh, there are issues with being the majority and being blind to some of the, the problems that minority, minorities have. Plus the fact that in Singapore, there is some level of institutional racism as well, right? And all mm. these are problems that we should solve. But I don't think using the term Chinese privilege um, helps to solve the problem. And it's also an oversimplification. Plus it, uh, it stirs up emotions in people that kind of clouds the, the, the larger problem at hand, you know? And and my mm. my take is because it's been adapted from, uh, it's been adapted mostly from a very recent phenomenon of the the white privilege being used in the US, which is a totally different context from what things are here. So maybe it's a term, terminology thing. Maybe it's a, uh, us needing to define for ourselves what exactly the issues are and try and solve them as Singaporeans as opposed to different groups of power and different imbalance of power and stuff like that. Because that I think that applies mm. more to the US, but I don't think it applies well here. And it just stirs up a lot of emotions that are unnecessary in trying to find um, a solution to the problem. So if mm. if this has stirred up emotions in you, please go take a read through some accidental jurist post here. And I love it that he or she criticizes me and doesn't agree with everything I say either. But that's that's the nature of uh, debate, lah. You don't have to agree with everything someone else says. Someone else says, but do try and back it up with solid arguments and logical information, lah. You know. Mm. Mm. I mean, I think. Uh, wow, that you. How, how did that feel? Letting off, letting that off all your chest. <laughs> letting all that off your chest no, since I, the last I, podcast. I, that's the thing. I know when we bring this up, it will yeah. stir up a lot of emotions, and that's why I don't. Yeah. I don't particularly like the use of that term a lot, lah, because it, it stirs up unnecessary emotions that take away from the issue so to me at some point or another this has to be addressed and in this point i felt it was a good time because i think someone has done it more eloquently uh than than i can you know Mm. and i mean i i guess on on that note if anyone listening still has thoughts about this thing please go to our subreddit and check out the comments because i think it is a very good discussion um i think uh I think just just hearing what you said, I I think this is going to be an ongoing thing, lah. Mm. Because when I was reading it, because I yeah I was the one who brought in that comment that that mm. uh from I think someone that Donald Low uh shared that yeah. <laughs> first talked about the whole Chinese privilege thing, lah. Mm-hmm. Right, and I I brought it in just just as a as a perspective that some people shared mm. that I wanted to talk through, lah. Mm. And I think. Even hearing you speak just now, yeah, there, there, there's a lot of things I agree with. There's a lot of things that I think I would like to talk more about. But the fact is that even when I was looking at the comments, certain things I saw was uh, like certain things like, okay, you know, um, everything in Singapore is about race uh, and that's something we have to accept. So when I hear things like that, then I also feel like, um, you know, I brought it in as a conversation point for just playing like uh, uh, just a different perspective that some people shared. Mm. But I think it took a life of its own in the comments as well, like, which to me, yeah, I I think it is it is an interesting thought, but 
I felt the line drawn from okay, this is a race thing to the actual reality of the facts at that point in time was a bit of a stretch, lah. Mm. If there was a report saying that a lot of the people when were like unequivocally uh, Chinese, and then there's more context to talk. Um, but this one, I felt yeah, it took on a life of its own. Where even I, as a as a minority, the person who brought it up, felt like, okay, um, what's going on here? Like, um, so I think it's a it's a healthy debate. Unfortunately, I think whenever the topic comes up again in future podcasts, this will happen. Mm-hmm. But I think what we will continue to do is address it, and that's why we are so appreciative of our listeners who also try to address it. Mm-hmm. Because Terence and I have a lot of different opinions about a lot of different things, but the whole thing is to to talk about it because it's not going to be an overnight change, lah. Yeah. And and that's why the comment thread is very interesting, lah. Because I also was reading, it, I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Uh, these people do do some good research, man. Yeah. And external juries is like like freaking knows our podcast better than we do in some ways. Yeah, that's why. Like they <laughs> yeah, say, you know, they they can even quote evidence of when you and I have actually spoken up against institutional racism and everything, which I. I can can't even really remember it, to be honest. I mean, even that, even like that, the interesting fact that majorities don't always have privileges, like in South Africa, is a very true thing that never occurred hmm. to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So right. I I learned something, and I, and I learned ah oh, okay, I understand why you know people might be might might think that I'm just brushing it under the carpet as majoritarian privilege, right? But but hmm. I, I just need to be clear, like like that we have that is this institutional racism thing. It's a whether or not it was done willfully or what, it does exist, lah, right? And and but maybe we, mm. uh, maybe everyone disagrees. Everyone is trying to find an agreement as to what level it, it exists, lah. And and uh, I just my my thought is, uh, I just have a different opinion about what using certain kinds of terms and language to describe it, like That will can can end up like turning people away as opposed to bringing them onto your side, lah. Yeah, and I mean to anyone listening, you know, you know, Terence does send me a message of support from majority <laughs> to minority every night, um, and and he definitely looks out for me, looks yeah. out, looks out for for my own yeah. well being, lah. My Netflix, you know? my Netflix to watch list, my list, <laughs> like every month at least got one one like Indian Indian, Indian show, <laughs> you know, every month, yeah, like, Every month, ah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I put in the great, list, man, Whether great. I watch is nothing. It's in the list, lah. Yeah. <laughs> So you can show your friends that like, hey, it's in my list, it's in my list. Yeah, exactly. yeah. But I mean, I I think just in general, the discussion thread is fucking interesting. It's interesting and and yeah. kudos to everyone who has contributed. Like, thanks, yep. thanks to everybody for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh then my one short comment is is actually just the the comment that started the discussion thread about the slew of murders in SG Singapore lately. Like, it was Posted by Moff M O F Ster Boy Mofster mm, Boy, mm. um, and I mean it was just a one line thing, but I just thought this is what I I hope happens more on our Reddit also where a discussion just starts and people contribute, and that's how I caught wind of the speech by Anthea Ong, and seeing that just makes me feel like okay fuck we have we have created something pretty dope like, that when mm. people need to make sense of stuff they post it on our subreddit and then people discuss before even we talk about it and that's fucking dope lah. Mm, so correct. so thanks to Monster Boy for posting that and and yeah even the KTV I think someone posted it before we spoke about it and and yeah that just makes me really feel like oh shit okay that's there's something that that we have built that we are super proud of lah. Yeah 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 just I don't know just the just the act of like everyone like taking a moment to think about issue and how how to talk about to people about it without being dismissive or that I think that's very important. Uh. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So thank you all to our subredditors. And if you're not one of our subredditors, subredditors yet, just check out the link in the show notes. You're man. missing out. You're missing Reddit. out. Just yeah, telling you're missing out. You're missing out. Yeah. Cool. All right. Now to, to wrap up our our very emotional roller coaster of a podcast. What yeah. is your one shock thing of the past few days? Do you want to go first since uh since I went first with the comment? Okay. Uh, yeah. mine mine over the weekend uh I uh I wa- uh, after I got the second dose of my Modena vaccine and I thought all was well mm. um the first day I watched the uh, Warrior uh, uh the a movie that I had been wanting to watch for a long time and it only just appeared on Netflix. Yep, yep. Um it stars Tom Hardy and it's about a uh, it's it's in the world of boxing, but it's more a family story, la. And okay. and I watched it. I had high expectations, but I fucking loved it, man. It is a bit cliche at a certain certain points, mm. but I think the way they told the story, the acting and all, is fucking great, la. Well, I the, really really enjoyed it. Well, that's the Tom Hardy movie about MMA, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, correct MMA, la. Uh, okay, okay. And I heard. Have he, you seen it? Have you seen it? I haven't seen it, but I heard he really bucked up for this one. Yeah, man. And I mean the way up. they crafted it's ultimately a brother versus brother movie like, which I yeah. never expected. Yeah. Um but that's the beauty of Tom Hardy like, like he really goes into the role and he really looks like but someone who would fuck you up. Like. So so I I I really enjoyed that. It was great. Got it, got it. Got and it. and what is what is your one shock thing? Uh my one shock thing is uh I actually had the ch- I actually took the the chance to go and watch a movie. In the cinemas, uh, mm. a quiet place too. In the cinemas, mm. because uh, I think collectively, I've, I've, you know, everyone I spoke to and, and myself, I felt that this one movie that I should watch in the cinema, lah, right? You know, because it's really about ambiance and you really need a good sound system. Excuse me, mm. a good sound system and all, lah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I I booked tickets at the cafe to watch it to watch it, and I. I I I I want to say this whole experience was my one shot thing as opposed to just watching the movie and all, but yeah, you you book mm. the movie and then you sign in and check in and you literally have to check into your cinema hall la. There's not just you don't just check into mm. the the lobby. You check into which cinema hall you went in you know, and and then yeah. you you get your seats and um yeah, there's really like you're really spaced out. There's no one in the row in front of you. There's no one in the row behind you. There's no one two seats to your left, two seats to your right. So it really does feel like you are. It's almost like go class without the without the reclining chairs, like You know, uh, there is mm. that much space between you and the next person, uh, and obviously the you know the sound system all that is is still it still can't be can't be replicated at home, like. So the movie was 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 great as well, and then, but just yeah, just walking through the cafe and seeing how dead it was on a Saturday night, and like then I went for dinner nearby Aston's and like. You know, everyone there is just it feels like I was eating in a library and that like, you know. Where like everyone's mm. sitting in twos, it's very quiet, and there's no music playing because they can't play music, right? So so it's yeah, just yeah. it's just a wow, this is a it's like I walked out from a quiet place two into a quiet place three and that like, you know. Like everyone yeah, like everyone <laughs> just keeping quiet, cannot say anything, cannot shout loudly, cannot laugh, cannot all this. Uh yeah, and I feel like wow, this is a probably if you have tranquil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in some ways it is, but but if you haven't experienced, you know, watching a movie during COVID, probably now is a a good time to to you know like try it out. Uh, not not that I'm encouraging people to go out and 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 because COVID seems to be spiking again. But if it gets better or what, like, because 
yeah, probably this is a, it's such a weird feeling when you walk out of the cinema after watching a quiet place and then you're in literally in a quiet place. La. Mm. Yeah. Now hopefully, Patuha doesn't come back too soon. Yeah, let's, let's hope so, man. Even hope though, so. yeah, even though, yeah, hope so, la, hope so. Tough one. Cool. All right. But it was a good movie. La. Good, good, yeah, good yeah, yeah. It's definitely, I definitely encourage watching the cinemas. All right, yeah. all right. Cool. All right. All right, man. Thank you so much for listening. Stay, yeah, stay safe. We'll stay, stay sane. Stay safe. stay safe. Tell your family you love what you love them. Yeah. Tell your friends you love them. Yeah. Tell your minority friends you love them. Yeah. Everything and you know. All right. Be intelligent. Be intelligent. Can can can. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Talk to you all soon. <laughs>